0: In this episode of 2036 The Podcast, join Laney Graduate School Dean Kimberly Jacob Ariola and scientist Ayana Jones as they celebrate black excellence in STEM.
1: You know, I've always been really interested in starting an organization that, or a nonprofit really, that impacted people of color, particularly Black people in chemistry. So, me, along with a couple of other young women around the world, co founded Black and Chem in 2020, and I'm now co founder and vice president now. Black and Chem is a nonprofit that seeks to provide resources and opportunities for people of color, particularly Black chemists around the world at all levels. So, at the high school level, we're really trying to get into our K through 12 demographic, but mostly we've impacted the collegiate level, the undergrad level, as well as the graduate and then post-grad levels. I definitely think being involved with Black & Chem has really inspired me to pursue entrepreneurship. I think I fell in love with the idea of what goes on behind the scenes with business and I'm really good at it as well. And I really enjoy my role in Black & Chem and I really would like to pursue a business endeavor most likely after my PhD and I'm really excited to learn more about that.
0: I am Dean Kimberly Jacob Ariola, and it is an absolute pleasure to interview Ayana Jones, a PhD candidate in chemistry here in the Laney Graduate School of Emory University. Thank you for joining me today, Ayana.
1: Thank you so much, Dean Ariola. I really appreciate being here. <laughs> Let's start with you talking a little bit about your trajectory. How did you come to be interested in chemistry? And tell us a little bit about your research. Yeah, so that's a great question. I'm born and raised in Kansas City. And in high school, I, you know, was really into science. I was really good at chemistry and physics. And I remember, you know, being top of my class, getting straight A's on exams and things in physics and chemistry and really being a leader in the lab. And when it came time for me to go to undergrad, I got a full scholarship to Clark Atlanta University. And originally I wanted to be a graphic designer, but I said, you know what? It's free. I might as well put it to good use. So why not chemistry? And I stuck with it ever since.
0: Why not chemistry? Wow.
1: (laughs) Not a lot of people say, why not chemistry? But you found you're passionate about it and you're skilled and you're doing well. Tell us about your research. So while in undergrad, I did a couple of internships. Um, One I did at Stanford really inspired me to pursue chemistry in terms of environmental science. And so I think that really led to me choosing to do the research I do now at Emory, which is looking at bacteria and plants in the rhizosphere and their chemical mechanisms that they interact with. So I look at redox chemistry as well as reduction potential of various electronic acceptors in the rhizosphere. How did you get interested in this topic? Yeah, so I've always been really passionate about doing research that involved not only really in-depth and difficult science but also science that impacts larger systems so with plant chemistry this impacts agriculture right and so potentially this has impacts with agriculture not only in the u.s but abroad as well so if we can understand the chemistry of these systems how can we better engineer pesticides or other plant material to improve agriculture Big picture, we're talking agricultural benefits of your work. That's one of the major impacts it could have, yeah.
0: That's absolutely fascinating. Now, it's equally impressive
1: that you've managed to co-found
0: a nonprofit in 2020 while working towards your doctorate. What led you to co-found Black & Kim at this point in your life?
1: You know, I've always been really interested in starting an organization that, or a nonprofit really, that impacted people of color, particularly black people in chemistry. And so the opportunity presented itself and I took it. So me, along with a couple of other young women around the world, co founded Black and Chem in 2020. And I'm now co founder and vice president now. Tell us more about what Black & Chem is about. Yes, Black & Chem is a nonprofit that seeks to provide resources and opportunities for people of color, particularly Black chemists around the world at all levels. So at the high school level, we're really trying to get into our K-12 demographic, but mostly we've impacted the collegiate level, the undergrad level, as well as the graduate and then post-grad levels.
0: Now, you've expressed interest in pursuing both scientific and entrepreneurial ventures while supporting businesses and ideas that address concerns for communities
1: of color. Tell us more about your plans. So I'm still figuring those out. I definitely think being involved with Black & Chem has really inspired me to pursue entrepreneurship. I think I fell in love with the idea of what goes on behind the scenes with business, and I'm really good at it as well. And I really enjoy my role in Black & Chem, and I'm still exploring those options, but I really would like to pursue a business endeavor, most likely after my PhD, and I'm really excited to learn more about that. What can
0: Emory do to help students of color and others from historically underrepresented communities thrive in the sciences in particular?
1: I think Emory could definitely provide more safe spaces for students of color. I think that Emory already does a great job of that with the Edge program and the office, the Edge office. But I think that even more spaces and really like safe spaces where we can have more conversations about what's going on. I think that a lot of times we're not talking enough with each other. And I think that we'll be surprised at that we're having the same experiences in different ways. And I think there's power in that.
0: You're absolutely correct. And how can universities better prepare graduate students from underrepresented communities for the additional challenges that they may face in the workplace beyond school?
1: That's a difficult question. I'm only one person with one set of experiences, but I will say that one way to prepare students of color for these spaces is definitely internships. So, you know, for me, I purposely sought out internships to get not only get experience in the lab, but also with other my, my peers and other social groups that I probably wasn't used to being around. So, coming from Clark Atlanta, it's definitely not the norm. We have mostly black students in your classes and things, and so it's important to get familiar familiar. familiar with mixed spaces because that's most likely the norm for where you're going next.
0: Now, you talked earlier about how this internship while you were in college Mm -hmm. really was a pivotal moment for For your career. Can you talk more about that internship experience? Yeah,
1: for sure. So it was the SEARCH internship research experience at Stanford University, and it was like a three-month internship. And I think what really stuck out to me about that program was how small the group was. So it really was an opportunity for us to get to know one another. And also they have really great resources in terms of preparing for graduate school. So GRE prep as well as course prep and graduate school application prep. And I think the other part that was really pivotal for me was the emphasis on mentorship. So each of us got our own mentor or we were in groups where we had mentors and it was just really an amazing experience. And I recall my research advisor also being really great as well. So he was really present and was really awesome. And I still talk to him to this day, so it's really great.
0: Have you had internship opportunities since you started the doctoral program at Emory? And could you talk about those?
1: For sure. So I'm actually currently an intern at NASA JPL right now. I've been an intern for about three years now, which is crazy to think about. But that experience actually came about on Twitter. So a friend of mine sent me a post. There was a NASA scientist looking for students to join his lab or to join the group of labs. And I just submitted my application, a DM, actually, then an email and it just worked out.
0: (laughs) And how are you enjoying it?
1: I love it. I really enjoy being a part of big science and really seeing my project kind of expanded to larger systems. So we're not looking at chemistry, per se, but we're modeling large systems that my chemistry could possibly impact. The chemistry I'm studying in the lab could impact. And yeah, so it's it's really exciting. And I just love kind of interacting with other professionals in the space at the top of their fields, and they look at me as an expert as well. So that's really cool. As you are. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: You brought up this issue of mentoring earlier, yes, yes. and mentoring is critically important, mm-hmm. not only for those in the sciences, but just to survive graduate school yeah, yeah. in general. Can you talk about experiences with mentorship that you've had here at Emory that have been particularly memorable? Please also talk about your role in mentoring others since you've been here at Emory. Yeah,
1: so I've had a couple of people that have really stuck out to me regarding mentorship. One of those is obviously my advisor. You know, he's been a great resource with my my projects and definitely giving me the grace to learn and to make mistakes, which is really great and is necessary for the PhD. Another person I think I would consider a mentor is Amanda James. I really enjoy speaking with her. We meet quite regularly and just hearing her advice on things is really important for me, especially as a black woman. So regarding my own mentorship, I would say I mentored a couple of different people along the way, friends as well as people I don't know that well who have sought out advice or guidance regarding various topics. But I really do enjoy doing that because I know for me being mentored, I know the value in that. And so I definitely always give help where I can and I really enjoy doing that too.
0: Now, mentorship can be hard. Yeah. Because sometimes we model mentors Mm -hmm. that may not have been that good. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes we have not seen good mentorship Mm -hmm but it's important for all of us to be deeply committed to mentorship. So what are the characteristics of mentorship, good quality mentorship that you seek to emulate when you're mentoring others?
1: That's a great question. I think one characteristic is you know, respect for the person's time that you are mentoring. Respect for their background. I think another thing is it's a great listener. Obviously, they're coming to you for mentorship for your advice, but sometimes they just need someone to listen to them and just to kind of like let them you know vent. I think that's what I've kind of appreciated with my mentors as well. And I think just logical, sound um, advice as well. I think that is also really good. I think we take that for granted too. Sometimes we're Kind of, we've had our own experiences and we think, you know, we, we may be giving someone the best advice, but sometimes that's not the case, so.
0: You're absolutely correct. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that makes complete sense. Yeah. Now, if you could whisper in the ears of other Emory students a message to better understand what their friends who are students of color or members of other underrepresented communities experience,
1: both on and off campus, what would you say? I would say that your peers who are students of color are going through the same rigorous material that you are they're experiencing the same emotions regarding tests. They're also very nervous. They're also staying up late and doing the exact amount of work that you're trying to do to get your degree as well. I would say, though, too, that even besides that, there's an added layer with students of color and you know, there's different identities that we may have, whether it being a woman or being a person of color again or being different sexual orientations. But I think that, you know, there's so many layers culturally that we may bring to campus that we're also dealing with on top of the rigor of the classes. So, keeping that in mind is really important, and making sure that we're giving grace to our peers regarding those things. Now, those are all really great comments,
0: both from a student perspective and a faculty perspective, quite frankly. In what ways do you think Emory is doing exactly what you're talking about, which is offering grace and support to students of color who are in difficult graduate programs yeah, on yeah. campus, like yourself?
1: Yeah, I think that Emory is doing a really great job of providing spaces again. So I talked about EDGE, and there's other spaces across campus for students of color that are thriving and doing great work. I do also appreciate the amount of diversity I'm seeing on campus. So obviously there is a push to increase student of color presence on campus, which is amazing. What they could do better at, I would say, providing even more spaces, more resources. I think sometimes, you know, we think that, we provided a resource and that's enough. We did our part, but I feel like we have to make sure we're checking on those resources to make sure that they are actually thriving and working. And that would be an even greater environment for us here on campus. And it's not just for students of color. It doesn't just impact students of color. It impacts non-students of color too. So it ripples, it reverberates throughout you know, the system. Now,
0: this next question gives you a moment to dream big. Okay. So if you had $1 million to donate to help students flourish at Emory,
1: what would you do? Where would you spend it? I would donate a part of it to students who need extra assistance regarding their cost of living again there are cultural and historical reasons why that's important a lot of students don't come from environments where they're supported at home and so it's important that as a university we're providing a community a space where students can show up at their best and sometimes that's financial that's financial needs so that's a part of it i would also say for me being an entrepreneur and interested in entrepreneurial endeavors investing in spaces and opportunities for students to get money for projects, to start their own thing as well. I think there's so many great ideas on campus, so many great ideas that students of color can bring with their own unique experiences and backgrounds. And it's so important for us to seek out those people and definitely invest in their dreams and their ideas. I think there's so many big ideas that have yet to come to fruition because we're just not giving them the the voice or the space to do so.
0: What gifts is Emory already equipped to offer students of color, particularly in the sciences? You might think about strengths and other ways in which Emory pours into students of color.
1: Emory University has a rich history of matriculating people of color from various backgrounds and that history is still being written. You know, So many people have come from Emory even now that do amazing things. And I think that one of the gifts again that Emory gives is just the gift of knowledge and of resources. You know, Emory has a lot of resources throughout the community and across the world. And so as students, we should definitely be taking advantage of that. Where they could do better, I would say just making sure that Emory is aware that some students, you know, are the only face that looks like them in their program or in their department, or they're the first to, you know, matriculate through these departments. So they don't see faculty of color that look like them, which is very important. It goes to the topic of representation. That's extremely, extremely important. And I would like to see more faculty of color in, in these spaces, particularly STEM spaces. And they're there, you know, we're in Atlanta, which is a very diverse city, and there's plenty of opportunity, plenty of talent that could be utilized in these spaces.
0: If you had one wish, (laughs) as you contemplate the future of Emory and its path towards social justice and Mm -hmm. the natural sciences, what would that one wish be?
1: I would wish for students of color to be able to matriculate throughout Emory University with little to no bad experiences, per se, in terms of their identity or their cultural background. I would say that is my wish, for that to not be a thing. (laughs) Share that with you. Yeah, yeah. It's been wonderful talking to you Thank you so much. Thank you. I've enjoyed my time being here. Thank you. Thank you. On the next episode of
0: 2036, The Podcast...
2: I think for me, the most interesting questions often emerge in the periphery of what I thought was going to be the main story. I went to the Caribbean to do this work on the outsourcing of the informatics sector, and I was focused on West Indian women doing this kind of work, and one of the themes that kept coming up was the degree to which they were so focused on their dress. That they dressed up to the nines when they went to work because they wanted to be seen as office workers, even though the nature of the work they were doing was very low waged and very monotonous. And it led me to explore a whole hidden economy whereby they traveled to other countries to buy cheaper clothes, and they had whole networks of informal trade where they bought and sold clothes or made clothes. So by exploring what was a marginal observation, oh, these women are dressed so well. I ended up unearthing a really critical part of the economic picture of these women's lives and the motivation for why they would rather work in this sector where they earned less money than they could have earned cutting sugarcane.
0: Join host Munir McJani for a conversation about the future of work with Interim Dean of Emory College, Carla Freeman, and Beinecke scholar Hunter Akeridge. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more about 2036 Emory's campaign to transform the future, visit 2036.emory.edu.